You're tuning in to Spectre Radio. Revisiting our favorite Star Wars movie moments and debating about scenes from the shows. We're just three millennials trying to find our way through the galaxy through the eyes of the Jedi, clones, and the Sith. I'm Wyatt. I'm Andrew. My name is Alyssa, and we are Spectre Radio. Radio. Don't know the power of the spoilers. I must obey my master. Thank you, Darth Vader, for the spoiler warning. Again, this podcast contains spoilers and adult content. Do you ever hear the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? No, I thought not. Of a story the Jedi would tell you. It's a Sith legend. Darth Plagueis was a dark lord of the Sith, so powerful and so wise, he could use the Force to influence the midi-chlorians to create life. He had such a knowledge of the dark side, he could even keep the ones he cared about from dying. He could actually save people from death. The dark side of the Force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. What happened to him? He became so powerful. The only thing he was afraid of was losing his power, which eventually, of course, he did. Unfortunately, he taught his apprentice everything he knew. Then his apprentice killed him in his sleep. Ironic. He could save others from death, but not himself. Is it possible to learn this power? Not from a Jedi. The Sith. Sith took everything from me. Ripped me from my mother's arms, murdered my brother, used me as a weapon, and then cast me aside, abandoned me. Once I had power, now I have nothing. Nothing. Except I got a podcast! (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to Spectre Radio. We are continuing on our top five character study, but this time we're going dark. We're going dark side. Oh yeah! We are going our top five villains in honor of Revenge of the Fifth. Before we jump into our numbers, we need to welcome back one of our first time guests, I believe. First or second time guest with us. Brian. Hello. Hey guys. Hello there. So good to be back. Thanks for, (laughs) thanks for having me. Welcome back. He stumbled our podcast to to come back and continue on this journey (laughs) with us. He's back. Yeah. I was just like, Andrew, can I I go back, please? Just (laughs) let me know. Just let me know when, let me know when he's like, yeah, we'll, we'll let you know. Or I'd still forget. Andrew was like, I, I'm going to let you back on one condition. No more abuse from the rest of the team. And we said, LOL, no. 
Oh, well, not happen. But I wanted the, you back the, so badly that I would take the abuse anyway because I love you, my brother. Uh, <laughs> and this well, is the only time you get to see him on Zoom. Fair. Yeah. Fair, yes. Uh, well, so Andrew, yeah, thanks for having me back. Happy for you to be here. Andrew, take us away with your number five. All righty. Diving right in with number five. I have, just like for the last podcast, this is a rotating list. However, mm-hmm. um, I have Moff Gideon for number five. Ooh, the Moth. Los Hermanos. Um, Boyos Hermanos. Yeah, as you claro always Claro que say. si. Um, see, we just had a belated birthday, by the way, for Giancarlo Esposito, which was yesterday, April oh. 26th. Well, happy birthday yesterday. One heck of an actor. My sure. goodness. His, it, he just has a presence, and the actor brings that really well. Um, so I like him because like he's helping bring the empire back to power, even though like they've been wrecked, they've been devastated. Uh, he knows everything about his opponents. Like he knew Dinjarin, where he was from, and all that. He knew Cara Dune's full name, <laughs> uh, yeah. what she did, where she was from. She knew like everyone who was in there somehow, even though he wasn't there, which means right. that he has good spies you know disgraced magistrate grief cargo you know he knew everything (laughs) and just the mention of their name made all three of them nervous and she's a republic drop trooper and he's a mandalorian commando so if they're all getting nervous at the mention of his name well yeah he was supposed to be dead but still like you got to be a little bit of a a bamf with that um he travels with a lot of firepower like in that first episode, we see him, what, there was like 100 stormtroopers and the death troopers. And then in the season two finale, spoilers, we got dark troopers back, which were like invincible except to lightsabers. So, and it, he just, he knows how to get under everyone's skin. Anyone. That's his, that's like his superpower. It's like his words are his best weapon. Mm. So I thought that was mm-hmm. really cool. Bro, what a good pick. I like didn't even think of him. Same. Yeah. So good. <laughs> oh, well, I, I thought of him, so I'll take it. <laughs> I guess I was the only one. It's so hard to narrow it down to such a small list. That's yeah, what's hard. True. And then you have so much to choose from. I know you guys are definitely going to bring up Legends because you warned us. And uh, <laughs> White and I will do our best to tread water and, and stay afloat in the conversation. But I Sorry, think man. I have a little bit about Thanks. Legends in mind. I actually took my Legends <laughs> character out. Um, <laughs> though because it, it was oh, well, entirely you. too long mm. um it was oh. going to be darth crate brian knows who that is but interesting never heard so of that i'll explain that to you guys at another time okay but for, an education for my number five i picked the grand inquisitor Ooh. and he is an honorable mention for me mm, <laughs> for sure um the powan male what his species yes. is that how you say it yes um, only known as the Grand Inquisitor. I did not know that he was a Jedi Temple Guard. I must what? have missed that multiple times they said it because there's a lot going on. I, I thought that no, was just like obvious by knowledge. Like what, been, he was, I just what he was doing. Just, I might just be slightly stupid with that knowledge. You just missed um, the episode of Rebels where they where they talked about it. It's okay. Yeah, just an entire episode. Maybe I just rewatched that one. That would probably track. The episode where Kanan gets knighted, like in the Jedi, in that Jedi Temple on yeah. the Fall, by the right uh-huh. of the Council, by the will of the Force. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanan yeah. Jarrus, you may rise, and it turns out it was him, the Grand Inquisitor. 
So, yeah. I like him because he's ruthless. Hmm. He'll do practically anything to get the mission completed. He'll even fight against his own Inquisitors because he wants the credit to to get, you know, whether it's killing Jedi or Rogue, Rebels, whatever. Um, right. No, he's definitely number at, at least number number five for me. Uh, yeah. Um, so for five, I, I put the man himself, Darth Vader. Ooh. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah. He, uh, I felt weird putting him at five, to be honest. But... I feel weird with you putting him at five. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, almost put him uh, at five. <laughs> wow. Not, yeah. Not that, like, I think he's like, I don't think some of these other guys would like win against him in a fight. Right. But, right. Like, obviously, he's, he's going to crush everybody. But I mean, he's like the the ultimate bad guy. He's uh, just very like when you think of movie bad guys, like mm-hmm. Darth Vader is probably the first one that's going to come to mind. Yeah, has just like such a good, such a good character arc. Um, yeah, going through all of the original trilogy movies, um, and his redemption in Return of the Jedi is just gets me emotional every time uh, between him and Luke. And then just going back before all of that in Rogue One, just his massacre on uh, on the blockade runner is just, yes. uh, or I guess before the blockade runner is. I, I was sitting in theaters. I really, I really thought like, oh yeah, like Disney's gonna end it at like the activation of the lightsaber. Like they're not gonna show anything. Right. Oh, still going. Oh my gosh, he's amazing. <laughs> like we knew he was amazing, mm-hmm. but like this justified like. Right. Just his his presence like you know that he can do that but like actually getting to see it for the first time is like we were right to be afraid of him that <laughs> was like kids, hide your that wife. was like his, his <laughs> that was like luke's um thing in mandalorian season two it's like we knew he could do that but they just made an ode to joy for it so yes oh i love the way that you phrased that heck yeah yep so, so that's my number love four, it. bro. yes my number five is um, Darth Maul. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so obviously just one of the best villains from our childhoods growing up watching the prequels. Yep. Mm. Um, I think what's really cool about him as a villain when I was a kid, what freaked me out about him was like, he didn't really have any speaking role. He like, I don't remember him speaking at all. And I know he I talked about this in our prequel pods. One or two lines. But he That's did it. actually have a couple lines of dialogue. And I don't even remember that as a as a kid. So I think that was part of like the intrigue to him as a villain is like he was still so intimidating and scary just based on his looks and his combat, you know, style and all of the above. Mm. Um, but when you get to know him better through rebels i think that's where it got weak for me um the fact that he didn't die was like really hard for me to get around and get over the metal legs it was just like what are we doing like this is a lot um and then the whole fact of him being like so unhinged and just like insane like it was super uncomfortable but like in that way that you you're kind of intimidated by like what makes him an even better villain mm-hmm. um so yeah um i think he's 
such an important villain though, because obviously Maul lost to Obi-Wan during the Phantom Menace. If he won, Obi-Wan wouldn't have trained Anakin or Luke. Mm -hmm. Mm. So we get like the rest of the story based on the results of that whole battle. But um, yeah, it's very interesting to see the difference between prequel Darth Maul and (laughs) Rebels Darth Maul. They're very different characters to me. Mm. And I know we've Darth Maul. Mm. Yeah, all of it. It's just, but like, you know how he's like to Ezra, like, oh, my, what is he, my apprentice? And you're yeah, like, what the stop heck? Stop calling is, me that. Like, what the heck is wrong with this guy? So much. Like, <laughs> I think when he talks to Kanan, he calls him our apprentice. And yep, it's like, no, 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 there's, this isn't shared right, custody. Right. This is not how this works. I yeah. literally, uh, I'm hanging out with some friends and they like just had a kid and they named him Ezra. And he's like a huge Star Wars fan. And he's like, don't tell my wife this is the real reason I named him Ezra. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I like walked that- up and I went full Darth Maul voice. I'm like, our apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, After the Brian. baby. Oh my God. Yes. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that poor wife is so confused. <laughs> Probably. Probably. Yeah, there's definitely like way more into the argument that I that I helped, you know, the Internet helped me out a little bit that I won't get mm-hmm. into. But he's definitely very powerful, even though he was uh, defeated somewhat easily <laughs> and then came back and you're like, what is happening? I just <laughs> had a hard time. And, you know, that that theme will probably repeat itself for another person on my list later tonight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Done, done, done. It's a good choice. So let's move on to our number fours. Um, since I just went, I'll let, how about we let our guests go first for sure. number four? All right. Um, so I'm pretty excited about this. I, I don't think if I would have done this a while ago, I, I don't know if I would put him on this list, but I put Django Fett as my number four. Ooh. Uh, he, uh, so I, I just read an older comic uh, about him recently. Uh, And it has to do with, it's like back before, I think even before episode one, like Count Dooku is still a Jedi at this point. Uh, But it's like the battle of Galadran, which is uh, like a very historic battle between the Jedi and the Mandalorians. And the Jedi just wipe out the Mandalorians. Like they get crushed and it's like literally just Jango Fett left. And he's surrounded by six Jedi and he's like out of weapons, out of explosives. And he literally kills all six of them with his bare hands, mm-hmm. like just goes off. Um, and then like they capture him and whatnot. But that's like the first time Count Dooku's like this, there's something here. <laughs> and then uh, the bounty hunter game, like um, mm. back for like the GameCube and, and the PlayStation was just like so fun. Just running around as Django, just being a bounty hunter and, uh, just like the underlying story of Count Dooku really just sets like this bounty to try and get someone who's like going to be a good template for his uh, for his clone army. But I think like secretly he's like, I feel like Django's going to win this. And then they get <laughs> to the end and like he does. Um, and then he's like the genetic template for the grand army of the Republic. And And in Django's mind, he's like, I just hate the Jedi so much that I want to kill as many as possible. And having clones of me will really achieve that. Um, he just had like that high opinion of like his skills and himself. And I mean, it worked great. Jedi purge, bunch of Django's killing, killing Jedi. So imagine uh, being like such a flawless specimen 
that you get chosen to have millions upon millions of people like created in your likeness, not just for skills, but like that you're a good looking person. Like as, as Nick Cage would say, that's high praise. Was he like, you know what? This one one is very appealing to look at. I'm sorry. They're not going to have a bunch of ugly people running around. It's just probably not going to have, I mean, I guess if Montross had won in the game, he's not anything to look at. Oh, also voiced by Clancy Brown. So another Star Wars. Yes. We love Clancy, but I don't know that that's a a contingent Alyssa that he has to be good looking, but (laughs) I mean, I'm, I'm here for it. It's fine. Speaking yeah, of so. good looking, my oh number four. <laughs> oh no, is Kylo Ren? <laughs> uh, here we go. Number so four. Here's my thing. Kylo Ren is like a really shitty villain. Like he's not there a good is. villain. Like there it is. I'm just saying. Like he's attractive, and that's what makes him partially what makes him interesting. But, like, he's not really a bad guy. Like, yeah, maybe Kylo Ren murdered a bunch of his fellow students. Like, I don't know. I still, they never showed it to us. So I'm like, I don't know. It's hearsay at this point, Your Honor. Okay. However, my whole theory is, like, they're totally separate people. Ben Solo and Kylo Ren are totally separate people to me. You you got, you haven't following me? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They're totally separate people. So, like, Kylo Ren Although as a villain, he's just like not really a bad guy. He's not good at it. Like, I would say he's probably, he could probably take Maul. Like he could hold his own. And maybe he's more powerful than the people that are higher on my list. But I think, you know, if we're looking from like a legal perspective in the, in the courtroom, you know, Snoke and Palpatine are manipulating him to do all of the actions that he's doing. So like that would be manslaughter, not murder, right? Like if you're being manipulated, you know what I'm saying? Like right. if you put out a hit on somebody, like you're the murderer, but the person who does the hit is manslaughter, right? That's- he's an accessory to a lot though. Yeah. For oh, for sure. Like it's he's not he's not perfect <laughs> and he's not a good guy, which is why again I feel like they're separate people, but mm-hmm. um, killer base. <laughs> yes. In doing like my research to back up my points that I already made, I actually found this article from Screen Rant that says five reasons why he's a good villain and five reasons why he's a really bad villain. (laughs) Uh And they said five reasons why he's not a good villain. He doesn't have an ethos. He's easily defeated. Openly ripped off an earlier villain. Basically an edgelord. And the First Order would easily thrive without him. <laughs> and I was like, facts. Like, Hux was doing fine. Like, he did not need he was fine leader Kylo Ren. By, <laughs> by and then the five reasons why he's a good villain is he's conflicted. So, again, kind of similar to, like, the Vader story. You feel that inner struggle, which is relatable. He's very emotional, which makes him this very passionate leader. And we see like him lashing out on all of the equipment and such. Um, he's sympathetic to Ray's situation. He's easy to hate. So like you love to hate him as a villain. And he's pretty reflective of like real type, real world villains that we can see in society. Mm. So I thought that those reasons from the internet were really good and very very funny to support my argument 
Yeah, that's good. Okay. I think yeah. my favorite part of Kylo Ren, like the favorite thing I've seen him in, is in Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. He's like his room is just decked out with Darth Vader memorabilia. <laughs> it's so hilarious. He has like a poster on the wall. <laughs> I need to watch that. That sounds amazing. Oh my yeah. gosh. My number four is the one and only Grand Admiral Thrawn. Number four? Number four. Whoa. Wow. I'm sorry, he your is... name is Grand Admiral Wyatt right now and he's only number four? <laughs> yeah. Just you wait to my other picks because it gets, okay. it gets right. fun. Oh, I'll, no. I'll, okay. Oh, no. Later on. oh no, 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 so, no. <laughs> he's entitled to his opinions. Why do we have to have this conversation every time? <laughs> This Every is what time. makes our podcast interesting, is that we argue about stuff. If we all agreed on everything, no one would listen, okay? Right now, someone's laughing so hard, they're punching their steering wheel. <laughs> um, I, so when it comes to Thrawn, can we just appreciate how menacing he looks? Mm. So he's blue, red eyes, and a narrow face. Yeah, that, stand, those cheekbones could be intimidating to some people. And he stands very prim and proper, chest out, kind of arms behind him, very military. Scary, yeah. mm. He carries himself very well. Mm. He is an excellent tactician. He strategizes everything. He's he's like it's, it's like he's playing chess. He's always a couple steps ahead of everybody. Even better than your other boy, I would say. My other boy. Palpatine. Oh. <laughs> My boy. No, um, Although you said O in unison. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, we knew that. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Um, Thrawn is not in my top three um, just because my other characters, we've had live action. Hmm. And I feel like if, if we were to do this in a year, if we are to get Thrawn live action and man- later on Amanda or Ahsoka or wherever, then this list will probably change. Right. But, I mean, we, we only got him in Rebels. Um, we be- we believe he's still alive, that he went off to some fun land with Ezra. He's got with the Yeah. With the catch space whales. Catch us for Revenge of the, the Fifth 2022 <laughs> and see <laughs> how they change. Yeah, I love that live action. I love the meme with the live action Aladdin where it's it's uh, yes. Aladdin and the genie and it's it's Thrawn and Ezra and the Unknown yes. Regions colorized. <laughs> yes. I was like, yeah, except Thrawn ain't singing. You ain't never had a friend like me. Uh, yeah. I mean, Thrawn ain't, ain't, ain't Will Smith. Mm. Will Smith ain't Thrawn. <laughs> Andrew, what's your number four? Wow. All right, my number four is Cad Bane, um, the Ooh, bounty hunter from, oh, from Clone Wars. I'm so shocked hat. right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so everything in Cad Bane's arsenal is designed to fight off Jedi, which is basically how like the Mandalorians developed everything about their fighting style hundreds and thousands of years ago. So like, without being a Mandalorian, he already has that frame of mind. His rocket boots are designed to keep up with or run away from Jedi who can force sleep. He's got those cybernetic lungs on the sides of his of his cheeks because he's been force choked before. He's like, not a fan of that. Can't really let that be happening again. So going to install guy. these bad boys. Um, he's got the flamethrower to keep the enemy at bay or to confuse or blind <laughs> the enemy. He's got the grapple hook that can he can use as a taser. So hey. he's... He was the top bounty hunter in the galaxy after Django's death. 
um, which means he beat out other Mandalorian bounty hunters, meaning he beat out Bosk, who is like genetically mm-hmm. superior to most people in the galaxy because he's a ridiculously fit Trandoshan. Yeah, he's literally a, <laughs> a dinosaur, a dinosaur-shaped st- person, like who can, who can regenerate, by the way. And then beating out Embo, who's like ridiculously athletic with his frisbee Captain America hat. Oh my um, god, that's so funny! It is like because it it doesn't obey the laws of physics at all. Facts, major <laughs> um, facts. He will do anything for money. He's he literally dives mm-hmm. himself right into the middle of the Clone War like a dozen different times literally like borrows the federation fleet to battle the jedi so he can steal a holocron literally breaks into the <laughs> jedi temple uh, i think there was a video game where he like put bombs on captain rex's like neck or something and another clone trooper at the oh. republic heroes or whatever brian that the know. psp game you had i think uh he kidnapped children literally kidnapped force sensitive children for money are we um, the bad guys yeah so <laughs> he he was willing to when he was trying to get away from a couple Jedi, they're like, um, we're still going to arrest you. He goes, oh, wait, the Separatists are offering a million credits ahead for a Jedi and pulls out his guns. So he literally will do anything for money. And he was very confident that he would succeed in all of those things. And his, while he's not as tactically smart as Thrawn, he's still pretty up there. And he's definitely a baddie McBad guy for money. Baddie McBad guy. You, heard it. you heard it here Brian. first, folks. No, Brian said it first. Evil McBad guy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. evil that was McBad guy. different. Wasn't that a Lego thing? Evil McBad guy? I don't know. I feel like I'll, that I was. Don't remember. That sounds familiar. Something. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Good choice, Andrew. I, he, he's an honorable mention for me. So. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, for sure. I had a harder time with this side of the podcast with picking my, my villains because there's just what? so many. I think there's. felt like this was so much easier. Yep. Ooh, okay, moving on. Number three. Oh boy. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. I'm not ready. Oh no. <laughs> I need to hold on to my seat. Now, none of you are going to agree with me on why he's on this list. Oh, okay. here we go. <laughs> okay, so hear me out. Drop it. Let's go. Uh, well, Name drop. Out. Darth Roger. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. No. C3PO. What? Why do you do these things to us? What okay, is we have to wrong hear you out with first. you? Go ahead, Wyatt. No, we have to hear him out first. And then- I no, we you. don't have to hear him out. <laughs> but I told him that we would. We can definitely listen, but I'm also going to like let it go through one ear and out the other. <laughs> what the heck? So I put C-3PO, the original clock clock. Oh, <laughs> um, language. <laughs> Uh, not wrong. <laughs> oh my God. My alarm is programmed to go so, up before you do. I'm dead. So um, the reason why I picked him is actually mainly because of this last movie. Um, why? He, he can speak what's, what's Because he can, he can read the Sith language, but refuses to because it's mm-hmm. not part of his programming. Oh, he didn't refuse to. He can't do that. Unless he's got wiretapped and then can slowly be, be bypassed. Uh, memory yeah, he liter- they literally did a complete reboot of his Hard mind. Reboot. It's, like, it's like you t- asking your computer to do a function it's not programmed to do and be like, 
you're a cock block. No, it's but, not programmed to no, do that. He's a That's cock block because he, he walked in on Han and Leia when they're about to get at it and he goes, oh, pardon me, sir. Like, get out of here, C-3PO. Yeah, he, he's um, programmed he to have them. manners. Excuse him for following yeah. also, the programming. When you compare him to his counterpart, R2-D2, R2 is actually helpful. Who, who, for reference, was your number one hero on your hero Yes, he was. List. Yes, he was. And name three times where C-3PO has actually been helpful to a plot line. Oh my god, He's you just translator. brought one of them up that he translates. Minus translating. Oh, that's his right. primary oh, okay. function. That's He's a only function. Droid. Yeah, he's a protocol droid. That's what he does. I warned um, you guys. With his translating, he got them an army of teddy bears that helped them defeat the Empire, firstly. So. Oh, yeah. The uh, whole, major plot the line. The repo is a god thing. Uh, you know, just off the top of my head. Um, let's see. He and R2 stumbled into the uh, the Trade Federation factory on Geonosis, and R2 was able to help save everyone. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, R2 saved everybody. Yeah, but they come in a set. It's like Timon and Pumbaa. You can't do one without C-3- the other. Oh. C-3 turned into a B-1 battle droid. <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Um, also, side note, did you know that C-3PO and R2 were in Rogue One? Yes. Yep. I, I did not know this. First watching. I don't remember that. Scarif, um, they're going to Scarif. Why does nobody tell me anything, R2? Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, at the end. Because I We literally to... just said this, and, like, I remember talking about it, and that was a couple of these ago and also a couple podcasts ago. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta be trained to look for Easter eggs. Watching Marvel movies when watching they Watching Disney we'll movies, I'm pretty programmed for it. But yeah, there's sometimes the encyclopedia <laughs> limit is just not fitting in my brain. I'm not I'm not as good as like PM. relevant stuff, like how to do your taxes. Like, like how to do my job at work. Oh how so, to do my taxes. I guess my, my question for Wyatt, I mean you're you're given I guess fair reasons why he's not a hero. I don't think anyone's arguing that mm-hmm. like, no, he's a hero, but <laughs> I don't really know that any of these have well, made him a villain. This article I found is saying he's a hero. <laughs> to me, Brian. Shattering any... the Empire, rescuing Admiral Akbar, mission to oh, Kadak, yeah. tracking BB 8, evacuation of Dakar. We could keep going. To me, he's more of a nuisance than he is helping. And that makes him a villain? It doesn't make him a hero. Wait, Jar Jar like Binks is yeah. literally you're not a nuisance. A hero, that means yeah. you're a villain. Jar Jar Binks is at least as much of a nuisance, and he's. You guys are going to move me off this point. I'm still, I'm staying here. That's completely fine, but you can debate apples us. and apples. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, um, I said I'd hear you out. I heard you out, and I'm not trying to crap on you for it. But <laughs> I'm definitely trying to crap on you for it. And that's the dynamic of our podcast. Um, also plus, in. Plus l- in Legends, according to a Star Wars comic strip, C-3PO was activated hundreds of, hundreds of years before the events of the original film. Yeah. Um, they barely referenced that in The Clone Wars. I forget what episode it was, but it, I forget what, exactly how they said it, but I was just like, oh yeah, I forgot that C-3PO was just like, like reactivated by Anakin. How does that and not make actually him built- evil? Like, right. please make it make so sense. So in, in non-canon Star Wars tales story, Thank the Maker, 
Vader remembers finding the defunct droid in Watto's junk heap and guessing that it was several decades old. I, I just can't with you saying thank the maker with a straight face when <laughs> all in my brain is thank the maker. I can't believe he listed that as a reason that he's a villain because he's old. I'm saying. No, that, that, no, no, no. So that's not a, well, Grant, this is all legend, so it's not canon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just some, something I, I found about C3PO, but I think Brian left. <laughs> he's fed up with my debating whether he wants to continue this evening after that <laughs> comment. Are we, what are we on? Number three? <laughs> we are. On yes, we're only, we're only on the first pick of number three here. We're not even halfway through. And I still have two to go, and they get. They get worse. Stay and find I don't out. Know that they oh. can get worse. I thought I'd do next? like a sat tier list. I'm glad I did do a sat tier list because this is just gonna take <laughs> up all of our time. Yeah, that'd be bad. A new gun next. ray. Oh <laughs> my! Gosh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> that would be funny. Oh no! Would it though? Andrew, so, let's let's hear yours. My number three is Darth Vader. First of all, got a lot of cool quotes, um, whether it's like legends or in the comics or even in canon. Um, there was a, a point where Luke had actually met Vader before episode five, and they what? actually faced off in very quick combat. It didn't even work out for him as well as episode five. He's like, you killed my father. And Vader's like, I've killed very many fathers. You'll have to be more specific. Oh my God. Awesome line. Terrifying. Um Everyone in the Empire is, like, afraid of him. Like, almost everyone at all times. Um, He's literally known for choking people who fail him with the Force. So, like, any Stormtrooper commander who, like, comes up through the 501st is just like, I better not screw up. Um, I loved his interactions with Grand Admiral Thrawn in the second Thrawn book. Um, And, like, Thrawn, like, kind of low-key deduces that he was Anakin. And he's like, oh, yeah, the last time we were here, he's like, you and I have never been here before. And he's like, oh, okay, so honest it's honest uh, mistake. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, honest mistake. But anytime anyone brings up Anakin, especially Thrawn, he's just like, Anakin Skywalker is dead. This is the last time you will reference him. Right. So like, not only is he hiding the secret that he's Anakin, he's telling people he's dead, and he hates when people bring it up. And um, remember when in Episode Four, his Tie Fighter went spinning off right before the Death Star blew up. Mm-hmm. In Legends, he land he crash lands on this planet, and there's a bunch of monsters that try to kill him. He kills the pack leader, and the monsters made him their pack leader. Um, <laughs> they were basically like these like space wolves or something like that. And then last point that makes him super awesome, he tracks Luke to some planet, but instead he finds a couple hundred rebel troopers and armored vehicles, and they're like, "You're surrounded! Put down your weapons!" And he's just like, "I am surrounded by fear." and dead men and wipes them all out is <laughs> freaking great wow. oh yeah interesting so, the way you can have that double meeting meaning of the word saying you're surrounded by fear because like normally you would think like oh if you're surrounded by fear you're the weak person but he's saying i'm surrounded by fear by all of you fear me mm-hmm. and that's how he gets his power shoot i love that don't <sighs> Emperor Sheev Palpatine is my name. Yeah. Boy Sheev. My boy Sheev. My boy <laughs> What? I was waiting for Wyatt to be like, oh my God, only your number three? Um, 
Oh, that really was nice. my Wyatt impression. Was You're it good? Three? <laughs> so obviously your boy Sheev nearly exterminated <laughs> the Jedi. He tried to. And self-appointed <laughs> Brian is applauding this <laughs> over here. I was just doing like the clever like <laughs> Oh, you were going like together, meddling yes. fingers, fingers, not applauding. He was doing like a little burns thing from oh, the yes, burns, <laughs> yes. Release the hounds. I'm dead. Um obviously he appointed himself Emperor of the Galactic Empire by manipulating hundreds of people, like thousands really a master master chef of an attempt on my life has been taken <laughs> yeah that was so dramatic There's i'm like you dramatic little b-word um yeah perhaps the biggest blow to the freedom of the galaxy in star wars was the fact that palpy eventually made himself the emperor of the empire of, of course but here's my here's my beef with him and why he's only number three is like I don't think he's as powerful as we say he is because he has all of the resources to support him. He has the money. He has the politicians in his pocket. He has the freaking clones. Like he has all of these tools in his arsenal to support him. And these are not specifically natural abilities, right? He consider them to be unnatural. Exactly. Um, also, he got beat by a girl, so suck it. Um, That's not an insult. The end. <laughs> the end. That's my end of my argument. Fair enough. My number three, I put Boba Fett. So I just oh. had Django, and now I've got Boba. I like and where you're going with this. It's like one of your all-time favorite characters in general yeah, since you were a kid. Yeah, growing up, he was always my favorite and was very sad when... Disney took over. They're like, yeah, we're not doing anything with him. And I'm like, such a waste, man. Like, so they much were like, content. So you got then, punked. And yeah, and then <laughs> I felt so validated. Mando season two. You. Boba comes back like a boss and is just amazing. And I've just felt like, I don't know. It's, it's a dream come true for me. Uh, I think my favorite part of about his return is watching like the behind the scenes for season mm. two of Mando. Uh, what's, what's the director's name that, that directed that episode? Which um, one? I don't remember. The, the one that Boba um, came back and like confronted Mando, the Tython episode um, where like Boba just goes nuts and like kills everybody. I forget his name. Is he the one who said like he he planned he planned this out in the backyard with his yes, son he, and the action he figures? He literally planned the scene like how he is like going to explain it to everybody. He shot it in his backyard with his two kids and action figures. And it was just so funny. That's the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was like, we anyways, could have directed that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so even Robert like before, Rodriguez. Yes. Robert Rodriguez. Mm. Um, he did a very good job bringing him back, but I mean, he's the OG Mando. Um, just mm. like his, his, armor was just always awesome to me and uh just uh stoic strong silent type um yeah i have always enjoyed him and yeah him coming back was just really cool and i just loved how 
like Mando's just rolling with the squad now and Boba Fett is just there. I'm like, that's just so cool. Like, obviously, like, he's not going to stay with Mando. Like, he's got what his own entourage. But, yeah, like, I'm like, is is this, like, a D&D thing? Like, is he, is he rolling with the squad? And, like, yeah, he is. It was great. Uh, so, question, is this, like, your choice is current Boba Fett? Or where, like, in the timeline or is your sweet spot for that? Because I, I would almost argue, like, he was tilting more on the good side when he's working with Mando, right? And now he's thrown overthrown the crime syndicate and is taking that over. So it's like, is he doing that for the good side? Is he doing that for his own I stuff? I am is that not convinced that he's a good guy. Stuff? Even, like, he helped Mando, but it was more to fulfill a debt. Um, yeah, I mean, Boba Fett, he's not like the most terrible person, but he's like a ruthless bounty hunter, right? And like a lot of like almost everything he does is going to further his own ends. So in Mando season two, when he's with the crew, like he's fulfilling his obligations and like doing a good job. Um, but yeah, like, I don't think that was him like being a good guy. That was him. I think he was essentially harder. I think right. he was trying more to maybe, uh, like you said, not necessarily being a good guy, but maybe trying things a different way, maybe a, a more honorable approach. Because I'm not saying like through his life he didn't have honor, but it seemed like dishonor on you, dishonor on your cow, yeah. dishonor on your whole family. Some Milan right there. <laughs> um, it seemed like like when he met Hondo in the Clone Wars, and he said it's the honorable thing to do. It's what your father would do. Mm. It seemed mm. like he didn't really live with all that much honor throughout his life. And then like, cause I read something about how when he repainted his armor and, and, and buffed it all out and he changed the coloring of the stripes on his helmet, something about honoring family. So, cause mm. the stripes on his helmet were one color and now another and in Mandalorian, yeah. it means like honoring a family member or something. So in my mind, it's like, he's trying things from a different approach, still, you know, kind of a bad guy, still definitely at the, best an anti-hero if anything but he's 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 like a maverick he's in the he's in the middle in my opinion yeah that's I mean, a that's great just, choice brian yeah i mean that in general is like one of my favorite things about mandalorians especially more in legends i don't know they've gotten through other than what you just said i don't know that they've gotten more about it in canon but right. just everything on their armor and like down to the color like has a meaning mm-hmm. um so it's just like when people like see you walking in this armor, if like they know anything about Mandalorians, they like know what that means, whether it's like honoring family or it's about vengeance or it's about uh, fidelity, like different things like that. Like they know that that's like your life mission. They talk about that more in those, uh, those books. You the read, Republic, right? the Republic Commando Commandos. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So just having like two Mandalorians, like on my list, like that's also like a huge reason. Cause I love Mandalorians. So. Yep um all right moving right along to number two um i have maul darth maul um yeah he's my number two for right now especially because of you know having him in all you know in the movies and in a movie and then or two movies technically and then two different shows interesting Um, i have you know he survived literally through the force through training and his sheer hatred being cut in half yeah he proved himself a yeah for sure um he pr- what do I, uh, sorry i lost my place um he proved himself adept enough in the force and you know then being strengthened through ba- black magic after mother talzin kind of made him sane again 
to be able to take on Count Dooku, both through the Force and um, lightsaber-wise, and defeat him and Grievous in single combat. It was um, it was a comic called Son, Son of, of Dathomir. Dathomir. It takes place like a day or two <laughs> after. That was they... in stereo. <laughs> that was impressive. Yeah, it, when does it take place like a day or two after like remember when palpatine's like electrocuting him and he's like oh i have other plans for you it takes like <laughs> a day or two after that and then gar saxon breaks him out with root cast and stuff like that but he defeated in that comic he defeats dooku through the force and through lightsaber combat and he defeats grievous which is uh, an accomplishment very few jedi were able to accomplish even once he was able to go toe-to-toe with Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he fought Mace Windu, I think, in that comic, maybe. Mace Windu was there. I don't remember if he fought him. I think he fought him. Um, he even made Palpatine have to really work for it when they were dueling, and for a certain, mm. for, for a minute there, they were actually matched. Mm. He was, and all of that training came from, like, up to his early 20s is when he was cut in half. So, like, in less than 20 years, he was well-trained enough to beat some of the best-trained people in the galaxy who are decades more with training. That's impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, he amassed a ridiculously large criminal enterprise um, because, like Brian knows this, the Huts and the Black Sun literally have millions, if not tens of millions of people across the galaxy, maybe even more. Um, but sadly, uh, and then he has an army of Mandalorian warriors to boot. Like, come on, man. Awesome. But sadly, his obsession for vengeance basically turned him into the Greek archetype um, Sisyphus, which... Um, Ooh! Yeah, I got this point from Freddie Prince Jr. He, he was doing like a rant on how... Okay, Freddie! Showing uh, your literary flex over here. Well, that's that's what I love about like some of the actors who like super get into the lore. It's like they yes. take the time to get taught by George Lucas and, and all the other directors... He's like, you know, he's the archetype Sisyphus, which if you don't know your, your Greek, um, that's okay. He, the, the guy cheated death twice. And as a punishment, he had to push this really heavy rock uphill just to have it keep rolling down. Mm-hmm. So the way Freddie um, put it was like, yeah, Darth Maul is the villain that you all want to win. It's never going to happen. Know your history. He's Sisyphus. Mm-hmm. Like he was on a rant. It was really funny. Uh, but I remember it, that. And, that, and that literally is what happens. He's like trying to build his thing, crashes down, trying to build his thing, you know, order 66 happens, trying to build his thing, crashes, you know, so it's just, it's just how it is. But, you know, awesome, awesome villain, um, you know, I think in Legends, he also survived getting cut in half, but like this was like a while Once ago. Once was not his, enough. I mean, well, it, the plot for that was not nearly as compelling as like the current plot we have. So, and then just awesome actor, yes. you know, and awesome voiceover actor. Yes, absolutely. On both, for, on on both, both counts. counts. Yeah. No, my, uh, my number two is awesome, Maul. What? Um, you guys are so in sync with <clears throat> these lists. I can't. Yeah, Brian, last, um, last pod, like two in a row. <laughs> mine is more for all the reasons that Andrew said. Um, he also built the Shadow Collective, which was one of his crime syndicates. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty powerful. Cool name, um, too. Yeah, that's that really... It, it's a good metal band name, too. <laughs> <laughs> um... Oh, side note, so Maul has a bro- had a brother, so Savage Press. Did anyone else get 
Captain America vibes when Savage no. is at is with the um the oh, crap what's the name the, the sisters with the Mother Thousand the Night Sisters when when they're kind of pumping oh, him up yeah, and, yeah. and making and making him big. I was yeah. totally getting Captain America no, vibes. I thought you were gonna say ketchup and mustard. Oh, <laughs> I've heard that too. Yeah, I was I waiting not heard for that. it. Well, he technically has a second brother. Remember the brother that like Savage had to kill? Oh yeah. Yes. Feral. Oh Did you notice their names? Feral, Maul, and Savage. Ooh. That's interesting. I like, I like that. Savage, but no, savage. that whole Dothamirian race—they're—they're they're peculiar people. Um, peculiar is a very generous word interesting yes these guys are creepy as hell <laughs> like we just warriors. yeah get it right <laughs> get yeah. it right wyatt only because they have hordes going out of their head and they're and all like different tattooed like, and different colors and ripped yeah, and, and psychotic and these tattooed crazies <laughs> yes and can be cut in half the first and laser sword maniac i've had to deal with <laughs> No, more for everything that Andrew just said, for sure. Uh, my number two is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Oh, uh, we won! The, the Chiss tactician himself. Yeah. I'm so surprised he's not your number one. Is is a coin toss between two and one for me. Um, yeah, it was a hard choice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think some days this might switch. But, uh, I mean, he's just, he's brilliant. I mean, I think we already talked about him a lot, but, uh, I think canon wise, my, one of my favorite scenes with him is, uh, like the battle of Avalon. Like he's just, I mean, at his best there, like he's caught a bunch of cells and is just putting in the work and just is way smarter than everyone. And, so and the rebels crew knows it, the empire does it. And then. Constantine goes and gets himself and the interdictor cruiser killed. And that's like one of the main reasons that they lose. Um, so it's like not anything that he does. Um, and then uh, legends wise, um, I think probably one of my favorite with him is in like the first book that he's in, uh, Heir, Heir of the Empire. Um, at the end of the book. Uh, so like, the thing about this series is there's just so many plot lines that like will start in the first book and they'll just pay off at different points in the series. Tim Zell writes it just so well. So, so like well. earlier in the book, he's like done a lot of hit and fade attacks with Star Destroyers, which is just not normal. Like they're mobile command centers. They're not like, you know, they're not really meant to be hit and fade right. attacks. So he does that in like this huge region. And then like all of these ships go to Salus Van, which is a huge uh new republic shipyard in in the region so all of these ships are there to like get fixed up and it's already like busy anyway um but the rebel the uh the empire is like hurting for resources at this point so he gets all of them in the same spot and then launches a massive attack against them and tries to hijack all of these ships and is like so close to succeeding he had like stolen a bunch of like boarding ships from uh from lando and it was mm -hmm. just like so crazy, just everything that happened, and it like almost worked. If it wasn't for those meddling kids, the you know ah, <laughs> main crew, yeah. Um, but like literally, if they weren't there, like he had the like this whole fleet of ships that were just like on the way back to like the Empire side, and he was just like 
How many times have you read that series, Brian, or listened to that series rather? Oh, a lot of times. I, I drive a lot. Um, so <laughs> it's like your brother. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's just, I could put it on in the car and, and listen to this series. I'm going to so re-listen great. to it soon because it's yeah. good. Um, and he's also like, uh, he found a cloning facility, so he would have had no trouble with like crewing all of these ships. So he's just like planned everything out so well in advance. And it like, yeah. So that was probably like my favorite scene in that book series. Um, but yeah, he's just so great. And I'm excited to see what more we get out of him in canon because there's no way he's done. Like mm-hmm. there, there's a reason that we haven't seen him die. It's probably because he's not. Yes. Uh, they yes. name dropped him already in Mando. Yeah. And I think that's what the plot for the Ahsoka series yeah. is. Probably. I, it, has I, yeah. it has to so, be. It has to be. And if they're, I'm, if they're, I'm excited. yeah. If they're moving on with Moff Gideon, it, the the string, the trail might lead back to Thrawn in, in Mando too. So we might get him in two shows. That would be awesome. Make a crossover happen. Yes. He's like the Thanos for Oh my God, stop. Yes. I'll do it myself. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, Thrawn was my number two as well. I love that for us, that you guys nice. both had Maul and we both had Thrawn. Um, I think the fact that he achieved such a high ranking in a human dominated Mm. Imperial military says a lot about him. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. Um, and I'm basing this decision off of like just pure canon knowledge and like not legends because yes, I still have not gone through (laughs) your audible account. Um, me neither. Worth it. Do it. Come on, Wyatt. We're taking a break. So, like, maybe I'll get to it. We were on a break. But um, I loved what I saw on the internet that Thrawn is the evil Sherlock Holmes of the Star Wars universe. Literally. I I literally. That's amazing. Perfect description. I was reading the first canon Thrawn book while watching the Sherlock show from uh, BBC. And I'm just like, he is literally like. Sherlock just they do it they do that a lot better in the canon than they did in the legends books for sure that detective side of him yeah Yeah, they said he's a villain who uses his powers of observation to control and manipulate his enemies and uses his interest in the art and culture of varied species to his own advantage pinpointing weaknesses based on his deductions and I think the other part of him on my list which which I think is cool what makes him stand out other than him being blue is he's like the only one on this list that's not force sensitive Mm. um he's really just doing all of this as a master manipulator um maybe even more so than palpatine he's very tactical in his decision making and very strategic and militant um so i think that's really interesting but The other thing that I think makes him so intimidating as a villain is um, something that my my dad used to point out to me when we were kids. Like when you're in an argument with somebody and, you know, let's say you're in school and they accuse you of cheating on a test. When you react and you're like, I didn't cheat on the test. How could you accuse me of such a thing? Instantly you look guilty because you're like, emotional and your voice is modulating and you're, you know, just passionate all of a sudden. Whereas Thrawn would just be like, hmm, it's very interesting. 
that you would accuse me of that um, when I did what not do it. What evidence do you have? <laughs> right. And he's just like very methodical. He's a slow paced talker. He has zero emotion in his voice. He's very controlled. Right. It's funny when you say that. I think Robert California from The Office, when yes. Kevin Dwight are going at it. I'm the Lizard and, King. Like, He's don't literally try to figure me out. The lizard I already king. did. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's what makes him so intimidating is like sometimes that's what can make you stand out is Mm -hmm. instead of you being like the loudest person in the room. This was like another thing my theater teacher used to teach us. Sometimes you can be more impactful in a scene if instantly you're switching from just my voice being at a normal volume to all of a sudden now I'm talking at a quieter range and you have to really stop and listen to what I'm saying because I'm talking at a lower volume. Right. So it's like very interesting. His dynamic can switch and just be such an intriguing character in that respect. So love it. All right, guys, should we go to our number one? Are we ready for this? Oh boy. I think so. I don't know if we're ready for Wyatt's. I don't think I'm ready. I think I, sh- uh, I should go last because of that reason. All right. I'm, I'm happy to, I'm introducing number one. So I'm happy to go first. Um, so as I kind of had my explanation for my, let's see, I'm going back through my notes. My number four, Kylo Ren being two separate people. Um, this is going to support my argument of my number one being Darth Vader because Anakin Skywalker was also my number one, if you remember. For heroes, yeah. For heroes. So, obviously, Anakin Skywalker was weak. I destroyed him, was one part of it. Good line. But then my thoughts kind of trailed off when I was making my notes, and then my little brain went to a musical. (laughs) Surprising no one. I do. (laughs) one of my favorite musicals that is all about good and evil the musical wicked Mm. and the musical starts with um the good witch talking about the bad witch and saying are people born wicked or do they have wickedness thrust thrust upon upon them them. oh thank you wyatt exactly so i think he's such a good example of that wickedness being thrust upon somebody like i talked about in the last pod for him being the best hero on my list the top hero on my list um i think they're completely separate people that are tangled and somewhat intertwined but again they're separate but connected if you're kind of following my logic and what i'm saying yeah um Obviously, like he murdered men, women, and children. So first of all, we can just say that more than once. Yep, killed children more than once. Um, He tried to kill his wife or at least like physically assaulted her while she was pregnant with his children. I can't, like you can't argue that's bad. Um, Not his best work. Not his best work. Um, he's also been voted the greatest movie villain of all time <laughs> based yeah, on yeah. the internet. Um, and he is a faceless symbol of evil. So the whole like suit archetype and the voice, James Earl bleepity bleep Jones over here, like 
Now you bleep yourself. He I did bleep myself. You're welcome. Knocks it out of the park, right? He's a tragic hero, but at the same time, they, in my, my book, are separate people. And, you know, to all of your points that you've already made, we get the amazing, incredible, whatever, you know, just the most apex moment of the Rogue One hallway scene of him just like murking everybody and they mom just going through them like nobody's business, like a hot knife through butter. So, yeah, I just think for those reasons and many others, he is my number one. That's great. On both nice. lists. <laughs> good choice. Uh, for me, I, uh, I, I put Maul at the top of my list. Ooh. Okay. Interesting. Um, so interesting that our number twos are the same, but our number ones and our number fives are opposite. It is. Yeah. That's fun. Um, it's fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm trying to think of what else to add. I mean, both Wyatt and Andrew and Alyssa have, have said so many things about Maul. And definitely, like, uh, Sam Witwer's voice work for him is just mm. some of my favorite Incredible. In, in, like, all of Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, and to have Ray Park portray you as, like, physically, that's, like, yeah. high praise. Yeah. You guys know he's coming to St. Pete, like, next week, right? Why would I know that? I'm not going to be here. Uh, Thought yeah, you were um, looped in on things. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm unfortunately not. not. Um, but yeah, I, I'm trying. I'm trying to think of what I could maybe add. But yeah, like reinforcing like the the whole crime syndicate, like the Shadow Collective, like all the different. Yeah, we didn't like, talk about that. Yeah, just that? every everything that he like has, like, especially in the Clone Wars episodes, that the whole arc of where he gets all of it is just. Yeah, and surprise appearance in Solo. We didn't touch on that. Really. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, He's still running it however many years later. Um, it's so crazy. Uh, and then let's see what else I want to add. Just his re like his revenge on Kenobi at the end of that arc. Just how he is able to capture him and like just executes Satine right in front of him. Ugh. It's just so heart-wrenching and he's just i've blocked that from my it. memory i think he's, he's just appreciate all about that you it, reveling it in it <laughs> like and then i think another thing i wanted to add is in the in the siege of mandalore he's just so aware of the force mm. like just that whole scene he's like the dark side has never been stronger like he's he's knowing that it's about to happen and he's like finally the fulfillment of everything that the whole reason that I exist, but then was cast aside for is like about to happen right now. But he literally set this, that trap for Anakin seriously. Yeah. So like, he would but, come. So now, now I think I'm the only one that can thrive in this. And, and he does, he's still running like the syndicates, but so that's really cool. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to add, um, I was recently reading through some age of Republic comics. These are Canon uh, and they do a very good job on a lot of different characters. I read, uh, a Qui-Gon one, one for Captain Rex, but there's a bunch of really good ones on Maul. Um, and we just see him. I think this is like a little bit before the Phantom Menace. He just has this hunger and this bloodlust, I think are probably the two Ooh. words I would use to towards Jedi. He's just yeah. like ready to take his revenge. Like, we, I mean, we even see the line in the Phantom Menace, like at last we'll have our revenge. He's, this is before that. And he's like, Come on, Master. We, they're everywhere. We could just murk a couple and then leave. Like it'd be great. 
but of course Palpatine's like not yet time's not right like we've got to reveal ourselves when time is right but he like goes on this whole adventure to try and kill a Jedi and finally like does and he's like I'm not satisfied I thought I would be satisfied by this and I'm not maybe my master was right maybe the time is to wait and then I can get them all later um, so yeah. I just thought that was a really cool comic. He actually meets Cad Bane and Aura Singh there, um, which I didn't know that. Uh, you have those comics? Like, have have them? I don't. I, I actually, so a lot of my comics um, that I've been reading, a guy I follow on Instagram, like, posts a lot of them. Um, okay. I think it's Darth Solaric, I think his name is. Okay. But check it out. he, yeah, just posts, like, all of these. Um, so that was a really cool one to read. Um, so, yeah, so that's... Like some of my reasons and obviously what you guys have already said. So for for my number one, I have Grand Admiral Thrawn. And I thought oh. you were gonna I thought Brian was going to. Um so kind of hard to find some things that Brian didn't say because Brian knows the character even better than I do. Um what I will say is that in Legends, the mere mention of his name and supposed return after he was dead mm-hmm. nearly split you know, in addition to a couple other things going on, nearly split the Republican too. Yep. I forgot just, they were that. like, Oh Skip gosh, point. Thrawn is back. Blah, blah, blah. They were just Where like, we we're, we're going to lose. Or <clears throat> he must, who <laughs> must not be named. Yeah. <laughs> Over here. <laughs> that, I mean, that's kind of what off. it was like. We're good. It's that's fine. That's kind of what it was like for a bit. Cause they were like, no, yeah. he's not back. Or, you know, it was, it was kind of yep. like that. Yeah. Um, he's possibly the greatest tactician in the galaxy. Um, he can recognize enemy commanders in space battles based on their tactics and when and where they use them. He'll be like, Oh, that's not so-and-so. Oh, that is so-and-so he's about to do this. He's about to, so he's literally by just by knowing people that he's faced before he knows what they're going to do. Um, he was able to outfox the new Republic again and again during the same books that Brian was talking about um, and had his own bodyguard not killed him the Empire likely would have risen again um, had Rook not killed him, which I talked about in our previous podcast where Leia freed um, the, the Nogari from the Empire's control. Um, I feel like he was more of a bad guy in Legends. He was more okay with things like slavery and stuff like that and more for killing people. Like, yeah, he... He killed that worker in the Rebel show who was like designing um, flawed Imperial equipment. And he's like, everything you guys make, you're going to test here personally. And I think your uh, your production rate's going to go up <laughs> instead of down. <laughs> um, so like he is still a villain to an extent, but it's like, especially when you read the books, like they're, they're just ideals that he has mm-hmm. and like standards that he holds himself to. Um in Legends, again, he finds these creatures called Islamari, which are basically these giant lizards that you carry around, and they negate the powers of the Force around mm-hmm. them. So when he goes huh. up against Jedi, Jedi can't do anything. So that's pretty cool. There's um, actually an Easter egg for that in the Rebel show. What? I thought there's, so. Yeah. His they, office, uh, right? His, in his office. It's either on his chair or behind his chair. There's like some little, like, two creatures on each side i think it is they they look oh. like uh gecko kind of things little baby yeah. gators yeah and that's and 
homage to that because in that Thrawn trilogy, he literally has them like sitting there because he's dealing with the insane dark Jedi the whole time. Oh my god! So he's trying to brainwash people. Yeah. So um, he's proven himself able to go toe to toe with Jedi in terms of tactics, and that's really impressive. So yeah, that's it for me. Very nice. Here we are. My, <laughs> my number one actually sort of mirrors Alyssa's. What? So no, no I don't like where this is going. I do. Mine is Anakin. Whoa! What the <laughs> heck? That's why I liked where it was going. <laughs> no, no, you are yes. wrong. My opinion, no. Your opinion is wrong. Uh, I made a really airtight case. Thank you. And that's your why, case. It, why it is pouring air into it. What the heck? So, Star Wars has It's been... not. It's not. <laughs> I'm dying. Go ahead. So, Star Wars is about the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker. That's sure. all this trilogy is about. Stuff that's happened to him. Stuff that he has done. Whether it's him as Anakin or whether it's him as Vader, it's still the same body. Um, I put. You know who him- would disagree with that? Episode three, when he's literally in a new body. I was literally about to say, give or take third degree birds and a few limbs, but and a yeah, couple same limbs. body. Gosh. You have majority of your organs still. Fair enough. Um. You know, it I'm sounds like with Futurama it. with like Richard Nixon's head in a freaking <laughs> right? floating oh tank over here. Oh uh, I'm agreeing gosh. with Alyssa, and actually, both all of you said it that Vader is one of the most feared people in the galaxy. Not many people can stand up to him unless you're his daughter, and you can make fun of him while you're just in front of him right. in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we get to we. All of us grew up on watching Anakin kind of grow up and see him fall. Granted, it was under the pressure of the of the Emperor at the time, but it was his decisions that brought him to where he is, where he was. Um, none of what would have happened after episode three would have happened unless he turned. So because he turned, that's why he's number one on me. He was still Anakin for what a couple hours before he before he turned into Vader. But he was rise, Lord Vader. So he was already Vader. Yeah. On, pa- on paper, maybe. I, on paper, I just... who signed any contract? There was no paperwork. He just said, look. Rise, my, Lord uh, Vader, you I, are my new apprentice. The I end. think everyone I else s- would see anakin that's what they wouldn't appreciate by on paper like it's kind of like my heart it's like well duh he's not the same person (laughs) kind of like if you get promoted in the same store people are going to still see you as that co-worker that works side by side with paperwork and contracts but you get transferred to a different store you're the same person but your people only know you as a manager now kind of thing that's i so I, i understand what wyatt's saying so you're saying just that one specific moment, Anakin, that one like very small blip in the timeline. Where else do we see in Star Wars someone turned out violently? 
go from good to good to dark or dark to good. Your boy C three PO. In my mind, according apparently. to Wyatt. Oh my god. <laughs> Life according to Wyatt. Uh, yes. Um, that's a good point, Wyatt. It's a good point. So, I I have always envisioned him as my number one on this list. So I started with my first, and then went two, three, four, five. In our previous podcast, I went five to first. Like I had to work backwards because I really didn't just I didn't really didn't know who I wanted to be in, in my first spot. This I knew. This I've known since before we talked about doing our character studies of mm. our villains and heroes. Right. Um, I know Alyssa disagrees because really he Anakin was... is a tragic hero, and Vader is a villain. The end. End of story. But they're the same person. They're not. That's I like saying Ben and Kylo are the same the person. Because they're not. But they're the same Alyssa's person. a fan of the insanity plea or the split personality plea, evidently. I'm <laughs> That's not what I'm saying! I know, I'm sanity. just joshing They're you. different people! They're different names. Same You're a person. different name, Grand Admiral Wyatt! <laughs> okay, Dark Ray. You seem to have gotten <laughs> You off changed my name! <laughs> Alrighty, so um, to wrap up here, um, yeah, you better <laughs> thank do that God before. we're done with Star Wars content because apparently we need a break. <laughs> yeah, so uh, oh, that was my job. Um, so we're <laughs> done with Star Wars content for a while. Um, uh, yeah, um, that bandaid off. Really? <laughs> yeah, I, I I know that I'm the one who just revealed that to you guys. Um, but yeah, we're gasp, we're taking a break for a bit. Collective gasp. <gasps> yeah, so we are going to do Marvel content. Yes, we are. There's a lot more of that coming out for the rest of this year um, in ratio to the Star Wars stuff. We're going to check out the Bad Batch show and Ooh. determine from there um, when we put a podcast out for that. And then I don't think we have anything until Book of Boba Fett at the end of the year, if I remember correctly. And I think we've got more December. than... We got more than enough Marvel content to carry us through. Unless we want what, to be 23 a, movies. a book show. <laughs> 23, 23 you see movies. how well that's worked out for the past <laughs> 20 episodes of saying, hey, you and Wyatt should read those books. Yeah, um, I got to try, you know. <laughs> and then Loki's coming out. And then there's other shows and movies coming out this year, too. So we're... I, we're probably booked till December. So, yeah, this is this has been season one. This is Spectre Radio Star Wars season one. Season two will be something like Spectre Radio does Marvel or does MCU. I forget exactly how we're putting it, but it'll be Spectre on Radio our presents the MCU. There you go. Spectre Radio presents the MCU. So that'll be a lot of fun. And I know a lot of you guys are Marvel fans, um, so this will be really cool. And we're gonna rewatch all the movies in chronological order kind of like how we did this one um where we started like as if you were living through it you know so we're going to start with captain america as that's the first one so um thank everyone for listening and thank you brian for uh yeah coming back on my brother and thanks for having me it's always so fun uh definitely hearing and you guys agree with me on a lot of things and then you throw c-3po in the villain side it's always like a it's a twist so i mean it's always a good discussion you know? why it's to stir the pot why it is a it's, pot stir he gets in trouble why, with his wife all the time you get yourself in trouble don't blame that on me 
<laughs> You're kidding, right? You're kidding. Wyatt will just say something. I'm like, that's not a good idea. I don't think your wife's going to like that. And he'll be like, hey, honey, Andrew just had a great idea. <laughs> and, and, but yeah, that's, that's my fault. Yeah. It, is it because I was wearing something, Wyatt? Did I deserve it? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's basically what you just said. But anyway. Dang. That, let's not get that can of worms open. No, we're not. We're not. But please join us for season two. Woohoo! the radio. Bye, guys. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. In the meantime, check us out on Instagram at Spectre underscore radio and on Facebook as Spectre Radio. Be sure to submit your questions via social media for a chance to hear us answer them on our upcoming segment, Consult the Council. This is Spectre Radio, signing off. <laughs>